welcome to episode number eight of the Foodie Flashback, the podcast where we talk about food and food-related memories, whether you're foodie or not. Um, with me, I have someone I've known for I don't I don't even exactly know how long. I was like when I, when we set this up, I was thinking about it. I was like, when was the first time we interacted? Um, so I have Beth with me from, from Phoenix. I, I, in Like in video, in person. Like in person, I might know like 2018, probably 17, 17 18-ish. But I, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I that's... Yeah. Yeah, but I, I seem to recall that we like somehow had a video call way before that. Like somewhere. Like somewhere. Yes, I think <laughs> probably prior to the big project that we had at work so yeah something like that it was like but I, I could not remember exactly why and exactly when I was like I just remember yeah I think I talked to you like at some point with yeah. with Chris probably yeah anyway yeah. like I know you from Phoenix uh worked like you you worked for me for a little while and uh, yep. you work for someone else completely yes, thankfully oh. <laughs> no Did I say it, that? no it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i liked working for you i didn't like working for the company yeah, so I, there's that <laughs> I, to I totally get that i i, I can relate so <laughs> now um yeah like it's i wanted to talk to you because i think you have a really interesting story even though you like you you thought you told me you're like i don't know what to talk about <laughs> um because, <laughs> like because i mean because of your like whole background and because of like i mean what you've told me about like growing up and like all the animals involved and all of that i was like there are probably stories in there that you haven't unearthed so i i always like to ask first like what's your definition of a foodie and do you consider yourself one um, okay. My definition of a foodie, I guess, is pretty snobbish. <laughs> so it would be somebody who's a big food connoisseur. Um, that is not me. I enjoy <laughs> consuming food. <laughs> um, but I would not say I am a foodie by any stretch of the mm -hmm. imagination. I love to eat. I've gotten a lot more um, experiment. Well, I wouldn't even call it experimental because I come from a very picky eating background. Mm -hmm. So um, I've gotten a little bit more adventurous and definitely found that there's a lot more out there that I didn't know I liked. And as <laughs> the years have progressed, I keep finding more and more. Yeah. And I mean, Phoenix is a pretty cool place for, like to be adventurous and also to, to enjoy food. I mean, there's so much there. I mean, it's, it's I didn't even, even like Mexican until I moved <laughs> here and then it was probably about three or four years and wow. now I can't live without tacos. So <laughs> that, that took you a long, long time then. I mean, <laughs> yes, I came from a very, very picky, limited background. Mm -hmm. um, the whole family, very standard type meals, mm -hmm. nothing above salt and pepper and maybe a little <laughs> garlic. <laughs> What what kind of like what kind of dishes that like did your family eat? Like what were the oh, few my. things that that you remember? Um my mom gardened, so she would can her own veggies and mm -hmm. stuff. So one of the, one of the big staples. It was a lot of comfort food because I'm from back east in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had winters, so we did things like beef stew and green beans and ham, mm -hmm. chili, um hamburgers uh where i'm from in ohio we have a little town called barberton and they are known for their fried chicken wow okay. and like world known like if you look up <laughs> barberton chicken you will you will find that it's like the top in the country um just tiny little podunk town but <laughs> they're really known for their fried chicken um that was our big restaurant eating out when I was a kid, mm -hmm. so fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken. Well, it is good. Like I mean, not gonna lie, the, fried, the few times I've had fried chicken, it was really good. I'm mean, like, it's it's its own thing. Like it's it is really good. Like if it's prepared well, it is really good. Like yeah, yeah. Like what kind of food? Like you said, picky. I mean, so far it sounds pretty broad. Like I mean, there's chili, there's vegetables, there's like oh, there's like so our chili was. Uh, very, very basic, like tomatoes, beef. I don't even know if beans were a part of it, to be <laughs> honest. Um, it was the most limited thing mm. ever. Um, so yeah, salt, pepper. I don't even remember. It was the most simple thing to make. Mm -hmm. um, probably one of the first meals I actually learned how to make, you know, so mm -hmm. it what three, three, four ingredients at the <laughs> most. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, is yeah, pretty sad. Yeah, well, I mean, it's probably also pretty cheap to make. I mean, was it like is your family big or was it like nope. no? So it wasn't like a, nope. a, a scale I'm an only thing. Child. <laughs> it wasn't no, a scale thing where it's like okay, I have to cook for like fifteen people, so let's make chili because it's no. easy. <laughs> no, okay. Nope. <laughs> no, yeah, it's kind of odd. I don't know mm. why. Well, my dad was very picky as mm. well. Had mm -hmm. to have milk out of the paper carton, um, real butter, real maple syrup, you know, it's mm -hmm. just very basic. <laughs> very basic. So, yeah. 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 Did, and, and did like, did your entire, like, did your mom and your dad cook or was it more like a mom thing or like, how did that work? Uh, my mom mostly would cook, um, a lot of times using stuff for, that she'd done in the garden mm -hmm. and, um, My dad would only cook on occasion when my mom was being rebellious and chose not to cook. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, were, were they good cooks or would you consider them good cooks or was it more functional? Like, okay, need something to eat. <laughs> functional. Um, my mom, I think my mom is a really good baker. I know mm -hmm. that. So um, I always enjoyed her baked treats and mm -hmm. cooking. I can't say that she was an amazing cook or a bad cook. You know, it's just, I think, more functional than anything. <laughs> Although I do miss her canned green beans. <laughs> what, what, like, was it only green beans or what, what other stuff did she can? Like, was that the only thing you were growing? I think she can, uh, okay, I have to remember back. It's been a long time. <laughs> so we would do green beans. And I think she did her own tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we didn't have any fruit trees or anything like that. So mm -hmm. she, uh, my other family did, but not her. Uh, so I can't remember what else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's so long ago, Patrice. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's, that's fine. Like, I mean, I was just curious the because fruit seller, mm. the fruit seller always spooked me out. So I hated going oh, down yeah. there. I remember that as well. As a kid, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go down there. Like, uh, -uh. <laughs> Someone else go like uh -uh. my my grandma. Dirt floor. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember that too. Like dirt floor, like basically no lighting at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I never yeah. wanted to go that. One day. little light bulb mm -hmm. in the ceiling with a pull string. <laughs> yeah, yep. like a thirty watt. Yeah, it's always damp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. It would be where you'd bury the bodies in today's world. I think. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that went dark. <laughs> that place was creepy. Mm -hmm. I can't. Uh, mm -hmm. It was creepy. Yeah. So, like, did you like? Did you cook with your mom, or was it more like she like wanted to get it done and like leave you somewhere else? So she, she did not want me it? under her feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. She. Yep. I well, I was usually in trouble and grounded most of the time. But, uh, uh -oh. <laughs> when I wasn't. <laughs> I know when I wasn't grounded, we were told we were ordered to get out of the kitchen. Mm. It was an old house. It was a very mm. small kitchen anyway. Mm. So, um, yeah, she didn't want anybody in there. Yeah. Did you help with like chores after like cleaning up and whatever, or was that also? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that, that oh, was no. then your job. <laughs> I, I was the housekeeper when it came to that. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite common. Like I, I talked to, to Tom a couple of weeks ago and like, like he was the youngest of, 10 i think or something like that he was the one who had to do the cleanup <laughs> so it's kind of kind of funny like it's oh hang on we froze oh okay uh yeah it's it's kind of okay. funny um like it's it's usually like there's a split where like one part of the family cooks and the other part does the cleanup after like it's never mm -hmm. like it's never the same group does the same things Which is it's kind of kind of interesting because I know other families where that's more like shared, where like you cook together and you clean up together. Like it's more a like everybody does everything. So really, yeah. Really. Well, being an only child, I had nobody to split the chores with, so <laughs> it true. was all me. <laughs> yes, is... but you also get blamed when dishes break. So mm -hmm. there is yeah. nobody to say. <laughs> it's like oh, somebody else did it. <laughs> it was her. She did it. Yeah. Who's the dog? <laughs> uh, okay. That probably didn't work. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. So, like... And I didn't even have the mm -hmm. dog to give the stuff I didn't like to. Like Ugh. roast beef. I hated roast beef. So, oh. no garbage disposal and no dog. So... <laughs> what, what, like, what was it about roast beef that he didn't like? 
I have no idea. I still don't like it today. <laughs> is, it like <laughs> is it like taste, texture? Like I don't know. I love beef. Mm -hmm. I love beef, but not roast beef. I don't know. Um, I've hated it since I was a kid. I think it's probably because I was forced to sleep at the dinner table because I would never finish my mm -hmm. food. So yeah, probably. <laughs> You can't leave until your plate is clean. Yeah, I remember that. I, I like I yeah. used to hide food like in random places around the table so I could get away from it. I wasn't it. that inventive. <laughs> I should have been. I I can tell you it didn't work. <laughs> well, I'm fine mm. everything. <laughs> she she I, I think she got suspicious because I was done too fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like hmm. they're smarter than we think they yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, like, was there, like, any cooking in the, like, wider family, grandparents, like, aunts, uncles, anything like that? Like, when you got together for, like, whatever weekends or special occasions? Um, I think holidays, there was, uh, shared cooking was tough. I mean, uh, all our houses had such tiny kitchens, mm -hmm. so there just couldn't be that many people in mm -hmm. the kitchen. So, um, you know, people would bring dishes you know, to share. Mm -hmm. And we, we, I guess, as the kids got tasked with things like, you know, setting the table and, mm -hmm. and just doing all the chores that the cooks didn't want to do. So. <laughs> ah, so usually how it yeah. is. <laughs> Even a professional kitchen, that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the help has yeah, to Yeah. All our <laughs> homes were so tiny. Our kitchens were probably, mm -hmm. I don't know, three or four feet square they, they you know wow. once all the counters and appliances <laughs> very tiny houses that, was, that is super yeah. tiny yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> make makes you a little bit inventive like uh, like you have to use that space very efficiently yes i don't know both my house and my grandma's house were like that with just mm. tiny tiny kitchens mm. and you'd open up the refrigerator door and it would almost touch the counters <laughs> across the mm. you know, maybe like a foot or two to spare mm -hmm. but yeah yeah but but your mom still cooked like so it wasn't tv dinners or anything like that like something pre no pre -cooked, no home like, cooking home cooking oh it's kind of interesting yeah, like home cooking how, how you didn't pick that up then like uh, early on like if she was cooking I'm, okay she she sent you away like or you were grounded is it? <laughs> oh yeah i was always in trouble so <laughs> i know that's not shocking but <laughs> <laughs> well not to me i to listeners maybe <laughs> Like what? What did you do? <laughs> I'm curious. What did you do? <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, I was always well. I had a pretty strict upbringing, so things like wearing makeup. You know, mm -hmm. my mom would get just super, super mad about that. Mm -hmm. So I would go over to a friend's house, and then she'd see us walking around the neighborhood. And we'd all have makeup on. Mm -hmm. Boy, I'd be back home and oh, in no. trouble faster <laughs> than I could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh, of course, tried smoking when I was like 10. And, wow, that was um, early. Just, I, I, I know, I know, <laughs> bad crowd to be with, I guess. But <laughs> fortunately, I never picked up the habit. <laughs> Good. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Never picked up the habit, thankfully. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It was just little things that would always, I would say I was going one place and mm. went another. And, and, <laughs> Lived in a small area, so mm -hmm. it was not uncommon for my mom to be driving down the street, catch yeah. me doing yeah. something I wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I remember that. And too. we didn't have cell phones either. So, oh yes, you know, <laughs> which makes it even more interesting that your mom made like, a big difference. So like, I could get away with a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Like nowadays, it would be super easy. I mean, nowadays, like you have GPS and whatever, like you can figure out where someone is, especially mm -hmm. your kids, if you want to, like pretty fast. So it's even more impressive that she, she found yeah. she found out like all those things you were doing. Well, <laughs> I think it was more, you know, um, when we went over to friends' houses, they would, they would, uh, your your parents would call for some stupid reason, mm -hmm. right? Just to make sure that you were there without mm -hmm. saying they were making sure you were there. So mm -hmm. sure. if we weren't there or it was reported, oh, they walked to the store or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, it was small. So it wasn't hard to find us. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah. it's like, I mean, Growing up like that, like not really having any touch points with cooking, 
like probably you picked up a little bit of pickiness from your from your dad. I mean, that's pretty common. Like, I mean, I think I think that's something everybody does to some extent. Like certain foods that like one family member or another doesn't like or just can't eat because of allergies or whatever. You just uh-huh. you just inherit kind of you pick pick that up and like never never even give it a shot or never give it a try because you're like well like it's not around and you have all those bad like did i mean i don't want to call it bad influence but it's more like a the i don't want to call Apple it doesn't fall far from the yeah, tree exactly like it's like i mean you hear all those bad things about like whatever like roast beef <laughs> and and you're like okay like why should i try that it sounds bad so you just inherit that and you keep it with you and then like usually i mean usually it, like over time you get more curious and you like try it and then figure out well it wasn't so bad or it was bad and it's okay <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's super interesting how like how that happens i mean i i saw it in my family as well like my mom didn't like certain things because of like her childhood and how she grew up um so i like I think it took me until my like twenties or late twenties to even try them. To even Same. be like, hey, uh, okay, let's <laughs> let's see what this is about. And it was like, hey, this is actually good. <laughs> it's like uh, yes. Um, same for me. I probably didn't start liking or testing out or trying mm-hmm. more things until I don't know, maybe twenty four, twenty three, twenty four. Um, I, I attributed that to. Um, when I started dating my ex-husband, mm-hmm. we, uh, his parents always ate out. So mm-hmm. we would, they would often take us out to eat. So that's where I started getting a little bit more mm-hmm. experimental and trying different things. It was just being with a different family. You know, uh, my family would never try stuff like that. Yeah. So Yeah. But also, I mean, so also, that's, also being away. I mean, like we said, like early twenties, like that's usually you're so closer to home. There are more more ties, and then over time, that like for most people at least, that like stretches a little bit. Like you get more like used to being on your own, like being your own person, being at school or whatever work, and then like yeah, like twenty four, twenty five is the time. Like you've figured out all the quote unquote adult stuff. <laughs> yeah and then you're like hey yeah like, there's more <laughs> yeah, it's super super yeah. interesting yeah um like other than roast beef was there anything else that you remember that you like didn't like and then you tried and you were like hey this is actually actually good or bad seafood 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 was a big one um of course my dad hated seafood my mm. mom liked it a little bit but she never made it mm-hmm. and um when i was with my um my ex's parents, they like to go to seafood. Mm-hmm. And crab was like the first, probably the first thing that I swore I didn't like. It was my introduction into seafood. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that it wasn't too bad. It didn't taste fishy, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I, I think I ventured into shrimp and then eventually into different fishes and mm-hmm. stuff. But <laughs> yeah, so that was probably the first big thing where I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. this isn't so bad. <laughs> It's actually funny, yeah. It's uh, I remember that too. Like seafood was not something I liked, which is funny because my family absolutely loved it. <laughs> so that was, yeah, it was, there must have been some bad experience on my side where, like, I just as a kid probably ate bad seafood somewhere, and then it's like, yeah, <laughs> and it took me a long time to yeah. like, get over that. So yeah, it's it's really interesting. But you said like you picked up cooking somewhere along the way, like somewhere between like going out with your like being at home and then going out with your like ex-husband's parents how did that happen yeah my ex-in-laws i guess um i think it was it was uh my dad's prompting telling my mom that i was 12 or 13 Mm -hmm. and needed to learn how to cook so i Mm -hmm. could you know Mm -hmm. take care of myself in the future Mm -hmm. and he started he started showing me different things. Like I learned how to make grilled cheese and Mm -hmm. um, he liked canned tomato soup. So I would make canned tomato soup with milk, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) instead of water. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, And then I learned how to brown ground beef. And Mm -hmm. then I was able to make the chili and, you know, different things like that. So um, I still didn't do a lot of baking or anything like that. 
I love it. I just try not to try mm-hmm. not to do it. <laughs> so you didn't doesn't like up... my figure very well. Oh, okay. Well, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you didn't pick up the the baking skills from your mom either, like. No, yeah. I never did. She, my mom was not a patient teacher. Mm, so okay. she was the, the, the minute you had to do something and she had to show you, it was here, mm. move, let me do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, was, okay. so that's why <laughs> I, my dad started, you know, helping me make those basic mm-hmm. things. Mm. And then I learned how to grill chicken on the grill and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it, it, and then eventually I discovered I liked garlic and things like that. Mm. So. <laughs> And then I don't even know where it morphed into, you know, just seasoning and stuff mm. like that. I mm. just, I can't even remember. Probably eating at restaurants more. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Helped me. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing if your family wasn't, like, using a lot of seasonings, your dad wouldn't have showed you that either, like... No, yeah. salt and pepper. Yeah, salt and pepper. And maybe not just a little pepper. <laughs> pepper was a... Pepper was risque. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least you had salt. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> It'd be the most bland food on earth without mm-hmm. salt. Yes, absolutely. Um, like, did did you like when your dad started showing you? Like, was it something that interested you, or was it more well he kind of forced you into it, or your family forced you into it, or like how did that work? I mean, I can imagine like as a teenager, that's kind of difficult, like having your dad show you something. Um, I guess I did. I had an interest. I, I'm a pretty practical person. Mm-hmm. So I've always been that way. So for me, it was, I had enough interest because I knew I was going to have to eat and cook for myself eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, um, limited interest in it, I guess, just to get the job done, mm-hmm. I think more than anything. Mm-hmm. And especially in those years of my teen years. And he was pretty patient. And I don't ever recall any like kitchen disasters or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, no setting off the smoke detectors, which <laughs> I do from time to time here yeah, now. Me too. <laughs> on <occasion>. No, but <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, uh, that happens to everyone. Like just ask my family. <laughs> I set up the entire house's <laughs> alarm system once because I was, oh my. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was cleaning, like I was cleaning the pans like at night and like they'd already gone to bed and like set up the smoke detectors and they're connected to the alarm. And I was like, okay, at like 10 p.m. And I didn't know how to turn it off because I didn't have the code for it. So, uh, oh my gosh. That was a fun night. <laughs> yeah. I- but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um uh, yeah i mean yeah i mean you you said you were like interested to some extent in into it like did you start cooking on your own or was it always like with your dad together something and you uh, never think, did it like uh we didn't do it together like there's no stovetop stories to mm-hmm. tell mm-hmm. um but yeah when i got to a point where you know I did it once or twice where, you know, he was guiding me and mm-hmm. then I was on my own. So <laughs> everything has been pretty on my own for mm-hmm. the most part. It's and, like, you, know. <laughs> you would show you the basics and then it's like, you're figured out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, I, I don't know for other people back in the eighties, like mm-hmm. I guess it was family recipes and cookbooks then where, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think, Oh, I can brown ground beef. What recipes can I make? I never was discovering mm-hmm. anything in cookbooks or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I just, I guess carried on the family tradition of the however many <laughs> handful of meals that we, mm-hmm. you know, five yeah. or 10 meals maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty usual. You start with the things that like your family likes or that your family makes that, you know, Uh, venture from that like i mean tv shows were probably around like cooking shows to some extent like not as big as today obviously um but Mm -hmm. i think the first ones i would say were around that time so yeah that makes sense and then like i mean did like from that point on like did you cook regularly for the family was that something you basically like because your mom didn't want to do it all the time you took over or was it like a rare occasion a uh, rare occasion. I didn't, I, I, we had a family business when I was in my mid teens. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of my evenings working at the family business until, mm-hmm. you know, late at night. So 
I ordered pizza a lot from the store <laughs> next door to our parents' dry cleaners. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay, that makes sense. I mean, that also makes sense then that your, yeah. your family or your mom, like, especially probably didn't have too much patience or time to like cook at that point. Like, I mean, if you have a business, yeah, you're usually pretty yeah busy. we we had a dry cleaning business and i all through high school i worked almost the equivalent of a full-time job while going to high school so wow. okay. i did a lot of most evenings mm-hmm. and then on the weekends i do two eight-hour days on the weekends so mm-hmm. i by the time i was able to start earning my own money and stuff i started my habit of eating out <laughs> <laughs> Which has been strong for the last 30 mm-hmm. plus years, but mm-hmm. uh, until coronavirus hit. But. <laughs> so, so not much cooking since then, like a lot of eating out. Like, did you cook at all or was a lot it of like- eating out? Yeah, we did. Um, I think when I was about 19 or 20, I worked in a, um, a high end grocery store mm-hmm. and we had a little department it was like a gift department where they had cookbooks and china and, mm-hmm. and things like that and i found a couple cookbooks that were designed to hand off to college kids mm-hmm. and at that time i had moved out on my own and stuff too so i started making recipes from those mm-hmm. two binders and um probably still have the sugar cookie recipe from that <laughs> 20 years ago because it was a good recipe so that's <laughs> I when i started it, i guess cooking a little bit more yeah, um, I'll have to look up the, the oh. book names for you. It's yeah. like, we'll find it. Ah, uh, geez, one was geared towards boys and one was geared towards girls. <laughs> it was like everything. I, I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out and get that to you. That would be super interesting to see, like that. What kind of cookbooks were around? Yeah, no pictures, not color. It mm-hmm. was two little three ring binders. Um, <laughs> And they were simple recipes. They're designed for, mm-hmm. you know, kids that are just out on their own or yeah. in college dorm, yeah. stuff or like that. So Kids that haven't cooked their entire life and now have to figure it out yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. They're simple, <laughs> simple recipes that don't mm-hmm. take a lot of time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So like, but, but like between <laughs> then, like you said, like early, like early twenties till now, did you cook a lot or was that like a, I don't know. Once a year, twice a year thing? Oh, um, <laughs> when I was broker, more broke, it was <laughs> probably I cooked a little more at home, mm-hmm. but it was convenience stuff because mm-hmm. I was always a student and working. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me, I put myself through college, so it took me a long time to sure. get uh, my two degrees. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of convenience stuff. I remember one of my ex's go to meals was hamburger helper, gross. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they did a lot of we did a lot of that. We did simple grilling, um, mm-hmm. anything that was just you know fast that you could get done quickly. And mm-hmm. fast so and, fast and I cheap. didn't get more. Ex- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was probably when I met my current husband and we got married. Is probably when I started. We did eat out quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. but that's when I started getting a lot better at cooking mm-hmm. and you know, following more recipes, the internet was out by then. <laughs> so, helps. you know, the recipes, mm-hmm. any recipe you could ever want. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. When did you move out to Arizona? In 2006. 2006. Okay. So that was, so I was probably, yeah, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. roughly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 14. 14, yeah. 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, did that change? the type of food you liked or the type of food you cooked? I mean, coming from Ohio. When we first got out here, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the meat tastes totally different. Mm-hmm. Ohio grass-fed tastes completely different than whatever our cows eat here. I don't... <laughs> <Yeah>. Dust. <laughs> Cactus. Dust. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I remember the first meal we cooked in our new place, we had hardly any cookware because all of our stuff was still being trucked across mm-hmm. country. Um, we made spaghetti, which, you know, easy, right? Jarred mm-hmm. sauce and mm-hmm. ground beef. And neither one of us could eat it. We thought something was wrong with the meat. Like we <laughs> thought we had purchased spoiled meat from oh, the no. grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so that that was an acquired taste. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I really started figuring out that I'm pretty sure I'm uh, honorary Latino because <laughs> <laughs> I really like Mexican mm, cuisine a lot. I used to be big Italian, but mm. Mexican's definitely more my jam. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so same. yeah, it took a little while. Mm. Same thing happened to me. Like when I moved to Arizona, Maybe. I picked up Mexican. I was like, "Hey, this is good," <laughs> and now I'm missing it. <laughs> yeah, and I love the spicy foods. Mm. So um, the Mexican spicy foods, because mm -hmm. I know there's different spices. Oh, yes. <laughs> Other than like spicy food, Indian is completely different from Korean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm hearing like you liked like experienced Mexican food, Korean, Indian. Anything else you experienced mm -hmm. and liked? Italian, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, Italian's a gimme. Mm -hmm. I like I could live on tomato sauce and basil, <laughs> garlic probably the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> uh, Chinese I ventured into in college, you know, with fried rice. That was mm -hmm. like my first intro into Chinese, <laughs> American Chinese, yeah, in not air quotes, Chinese. Chinese. <laughs> yeah, just like Ohio Mexican, you know, it's like Chi <laughs> Chi's. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, completely different. Mex mm -hmm. There are so many Mexican selections out here. Um, mm -hmm. So I definitely get to experience a lot of that. Um, Yeah, <laughs> I, th I think Bourdain once said, Anthony Bourdain, that like no matter where you eat in the U.S., it's always Mexican because there's so many yeah. Mexican chefs. <laughs> it's basically every kitchen, like yeah. no matter what it is, it's always run by Mexicans. <laughs> oh, even when you go to the Japanese steakhouse, it's mm -hmm. Mexican chefs. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, that is true. There's actually a very good movie about that. I'm blanking on the name. I think it's East Side Sushi or something like that. I have to look that up. Uh, where like a Mexican chef wants to learn like sushi, how to make sushi. So <laughs> I'll look that up. I think it was East Side Sushi. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Something on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> how, like how, like, so you moved to Arizona. Did you meet Mike before or after? I didn't even remember that. Yeah. Uh, We moved, we met each other in Ohio and mm -hmm. then moved out here. Okay. So you moved, you move here, get to know all those different cuisines. Did that influence your desire to cook a little bit or was it like, Oh no, this is great. Like I have access to everything I want and I never have to do any, any cleanup after. <laughs> well, I do really like that, uh, that consequence of eating out. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely broadened my horizons. I find I get, um, like, I, if I have meals I really like from restaurants, mm -hmm. I try to figure out what's in them and just try to make them myself. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I've always been super interested in learning, which I haven't done yet, is uh, plating. I mm -hmm. think I really like to eat out because the presentation looks so good. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at home, it's just kind of <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's no good. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I should be better at plating and then I can make an excellent food photographer. But have you tried like uh, or have you like tried researching that or getting into it more like figuring out how to do it? Or is it like, you're not there yet? A little bit. Um, I, I will get uh, um, my feathers in a bunch here there and i'll go look and see if there's some corn pretty sure i have the right search terms so i'm thinking the photography angle is probably mm -hmm. the better way to go because mm -hmm. they'll you know help you for presentations so i think i'll yeah. probably end up down that route at some point <laughs> but yeah the mm -hmm. eating out definitely helped helped fuel my desire to learn things like how to make your how to not just have three piles of stuff on your plate <laughs> you know, to make it look like it came from a restaurant and, and all three, i'm really not good yeah. at that yet and so. all three piles are brown Or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting, like the, the plating thing, because for me, like it wasn't as important in the beginning. Like it was more about the results and about like does it taste good? And then over time, like as I got better and better at like the food side and like preparing it was kind of getting easier and easier. 
um, I like started looking into plating more and like okay figuring out okay now that I like I don't know now that I know how to make like a really good whatever scrambled egg how do I present that so it doesn't look disgusting <laughs> Uh, and then, like, got more right? from, from that side. Yeah. Like, like figuring out how to do that, uh, figuring I out the that's basics. That's why first, I really yeah. like to eat out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. really like to see what they do. And the mm-hmm. cooking shows are always fun to watch, mm-hmm. especially like the chopped and stuff, because you oh, yeah. can see how, you know, they're judged on presentations. Mm-hmm. So um, I always like to see what they do on that. Yeah, and what they do yeah. under pressure, like with like very little time, like you, you see the the like the raw ingredient, like the the cooked the cooked food basically, and they have like whatever a minute to go, and then like they somehow finish that in a minute, yes, and it like, looks good. Yeah, yeah, that's always that, that's <laughs> true. It's always very very interesting. It's something I definitely picked up from from like watching a lot of chefs and like seeing how they. Like how they stack things. Like it's a lot. A lot of it is stacking. Like it's it's knowing what to stack on top of what, and like how to mm-hmm. build up a plate. It's not like I think the the biggest for me the biggest mistake that you make is like you have a big plate and you fill it, and there's no space on it. Yeah, because like basically it's just full. <laughs> and that's it works yeah. sometimes. Like with a with a, like a salad or something, you can do that. But with most foods, it's like less is more. Like. They have more space to work with. It's kind of like I, I figured out. It's kind of an art. Like it's it's really. I mean, you can like you can really, <laughs> you can go really overboard and like start painting your plates. Uh, oh yes, yeah. That which, that dips into the like baker's realm a little bit. It does. It you know does, how they're yeah. always um, mm-hmm. they'll do decorative mm-hmm. stuff on their plate edges, especially with like the raspberry sauce mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can do that with like whatever, like basil pesto or like whatever sauce you have. You can do that. That's a little bit too far for me. Like I'm not there yet. Like I'm not a. Well, sometimes <laughs> I think sometimes it's also. I'd it's like fun. to be for. Yeah, it's fun to do, but it's also at some point you're like, well, is it worth the time? Like if you're just cooking for you and your family, is that like really worth the time, like the investment to really make it like spend five minutes plating everything and then your family just like meshes their heads into it and like destroys everything like five seconds yeah probably not but it's fun like it's it's definitely fun to do um yeah it's it's, for me it's a challenge just mm -hmm. to see if i can get it to look i want it it always tastes appetizing but Mm -hmm. it never for me never Mm -hmm. goes up to my standards of how it should look on a plate Mm -hmm. but i have nothing to build upon as far as knowing <laughs> what to do so we just eat it <laughs> well, i mean nowadays with the internet and everything there's probably a youtube yep like video series that teaches you how to do it I i'm bet sure there is. <laughs> or something i'm sure there is yeah. uh, yes s- speaking of baking and like like designing was that something your mom did like we talked about your mom's baked treats and like that she she enjoyed and was good at baking like what kind of things did she do? I think um, early on she she got into uh, cake decorating a little mm-hmm. bit, um, but you know I, I remember being in like first or second grade and mm-hmm. having a Bugs Bunny cake or a Tweety Bird cake wow. or um, <laughs> you know yeah she would get the formed cake mm-hmm. pans that would be in the shape of Bugs Bunny's head mm-hmm. and and she would do the icing to look like Bugs Bunny and. Um, that lasted a few years and Mm. then she, she never really got serious about it. It was more Mm. just for like birthday cakes. Mm -hmm. Um, and my mom was also a sewer. So her, Mm -hmm. her craft was being behind the sewing machine. Mm -hmm. Um, but she did cookies a lot. She was really good for pies and cobblers and crisps. Um, Mostly cook, yeah. I would say mostly like cookies and pies and stuff. Um, mm. Nothing, nothing like what we're used to seeing on TV nowadays, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So for sure, but I mean, it's still like I mean, <laughs> you must have been very popular in school. Like if you had like a mom that could like make a Bugs Bunny cake or something like that, you can only imagine that. Uh, that yeah, was, that was. <laughs> I would have loved to have that. Yeah. The. <laughs> 
I don't know. I got we got beat out because mm. we had a kid whose parents owned a Dairy Queen. Oh, so no. <laughs> every for his birthday, mm. we would all get Dairy Queen, mm. you know. So of course that 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 topped cake mm-hmm. any day of the week. So <laughs> mm. okay, well, okay. and I went to school with him all through grade school. Oh, so no. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. <laughs> it's still, I mean, as a kid, yeah. you still you still appreciate it, right? I mean, it, your mom made that, and it's it looks cool and it's fun and like. You, you just enjoy it. Yeah, it's... I yeah, mean, they were good. Uh, she also did jams and preserves and stuff, mm-hmm. too. Uh, one of my, my great-grandmother had cherry trees and berry bushes mm-hmm. and stuff in her yard. So she did a ton of preserves, mm-hmm. you know, peach preserves. And mm-hmm. uh, we did raspberry, blackberry, cherry, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the cold Ohio winters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, rec- like very recently, you you picked up cooking more. You said, is it like really like this year the the whole Corona thing, or was that like even happening before a little bit? Um, I would say over the last five or ten years, I've definitely honed my cooking skills. Mm. I'm more because I like to eat and I found more food that I like. Mm. Um, I try to, we, we do cook, but you know, being two people that work, it's also easy to eat out at lunch and eat out at dinner. (laughs) um, So I picked up a lot of skills along the way, Mm. got better at grilling, um, just got better at making different dishes. Mm. And then yes, with coronavirus, I'm cooking a hundred percent of the time. (laughs) <laughs> and once in a while we'll still get takeout but mm-hmm. you know it's just i hate paying so much money for food and then having to drive 15 minutes home and it's not as good because it's you know not fresh mm-hmm. so we do more cooking now mm-hmm. um and of course with lack of ingredients and staples and stuff like that it's yeah. uh i've even had to push my envelope a little further mm-hmm. uh, you know learning how to make uh my own pasta, learning how to do haircuts, uh, just <laughs> name it. It's been <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, like we talked about the pasta things. I was very curious about that. Like, how was that? Like making a pasta for the first time. Uh, it was really cool because uh, we have not had pasta in the stores for over a month now. Oh, wow. Um, no rice and pasta to be Jesus. found anywhere. <laughs> Should send you and some. <laughs> I know flour too. Mm-hmm. Like we got stores so, like, full baking. of that stuff here. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so barren here. Mm. It's and I don't know if all of Phoenix is like that, but my particular area mm. is. And um, even on the next door app, there's like flower sightings and stuff. <laughs> oh hey, Safeway has flower. You know, and everybody flocks to get flower. Yeah, like five minutes later, it's gone. So yeah. So mm. um, fortunately, Amazon has deemed pasta makers an essential piece of life. So I was able to get my pasta maker pretty darn fast. Uh, I think the breaking straw of everything was four boxes of Gorilla Pasta for $68 on Amazon. Jesus. And that's like four bucks usually. Yes. So, you know, normally they're 10 for 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At the most. (laughs) So um, I was bound and determined not to, and not to let it, you know, keep me from ever eating pasta again. Although Mm -hmm. I should probably not Mm -hmm. eat pasta because you know it's not very good on the diet but um so yeah we got the pasta maker Mm -hmm. and i was researching i have one of those big kitchenaid mixers Mm -hmm. that i never use um Mm -hmm. because we eat out a lot but uh, they have a gadget that goes on the front of that yeah Mm -hmm. i know and then they had one that clips onto your counter so i chose to do the counter clipping one because i could get Mm -hmm. that one a little faster Mm -hmm. um so yeah i found it to be um i don't make a lot of dough and so i'm not a big baker so Mm. that was um it's an experience dough's funky you know it makes your hands (laughs) really sticky and (laughs) uh so yeah um it was fun though. I liked it. It's mm-hmm. uh, I hate using the rolling pin and stuff. So this thing's very handy because it rolls mm-hmm. everything out. You just put it into a ball, slice it, yeah. and then feed it through a few times. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it tasted very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the thing with dough, what I like, even as a kid, found super interesting. 
and even as an adult is like you start like kneading the dough with your hands and it's sticky and it sticks everywhere and it's kind of a mess and you keep going and you keep going and keep going and it gets cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and all of a sudden you have a bowl and your hands are more or less clean i mean yeah you still have to should wash them obviously uh but right. but like there's very little left like everything somehow got together and you have this really neat bowl of dough and that's i i don't i, I it still fascinates me like something that's really funny somehow like it's i said like you have this mess and then you uh, turn the you. mess into something nice yeah flour my husband thinks flour is the most miraculous ingredient ever because it goes <laughs> into so many things <laughs> yeah that's true that's true <laughs> uh yeah he's like it mm. makes everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so, also in so everything yeah, the- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So our first experiment was um, I wanted to do beef and noodles. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a big pot roast person, but I do enjoy it in beef and noodles mm-hmm. once it has a little sauce and pasta with it. And um, so I wanted to make just kind of some thick, wide, sturdy noodles. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I made them a little thicker than I should have. <laughs> um, so it was more like gnocchi or. Um, <laughs> dumplings but it was they tasted great Mm -hmm. you know so (laughs) next time i'll do it differently Mm -hmm. did did you did you make that together with mike or was that like was it you more uh yeah it it actually kind of helped to have two people because Mm -hmm. um one could kind of catch it coming out of the roller while the Mm -hmm. other was feeding it in and making sure it wasn't falling all Mm -hmm. over the counter so yeah we definitely had some help with that and uh, i did forget to buy the pasta drying rack (laughs) <laughs> so I had to improvise with uh, wood skewers and a red solo cup. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> that works. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the other thing I, I really enjoy about cooking and about, I think, making pasta specifically. It's something you can do together. Like, it's it's a very social thing. Like, you work together on it. Like, it takes mm-hmm. a little while. I mean, it's not... I mean, it's... I mean, I don't know what your experience is. I I, I think pa- making pasta is actually fairly easy. Very few ingredients. All you need is time. Like that's the only real issue. With mm-hmm. it. Like you need a little bit more time to to really mm-hmm. make it. On the other hand, like the result is usually. I mean, even if it's like whatever, misshapen and too big and whatever, I still think it tastes better. Like better than the oh, yeah. perfect oh, dried whatever ones. Like yeah, so. Uh, I haven't made that in a while. I mean, also because I'm trying to stay away from flour <laughs> and from carbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, it's it's fun. Like it's a fun thing you can you can make together, and you can even like with with friends or whatever you can get together and make pasta, and it's like a social thing. I mean, kind of like yeah. kind of like um, like it used to be in Italy, where like the, all the like the older women, like the grandmas, would get together. Uh, like in their little village and they would like sit together all day and make pasta and like talk basically yeah and that was their yeah it's their, a their big social thing yeah. yeah yeah and i think it's still <sighs> like you can still do that and i think that's fun that's why i asked like whether you made it with with mike because i think i personally i think that's an important ingredient in making pasta it's like not doing it on your own because it's kind of boring if you do it yourself yeah yeah so yeah the machine's pretty fancy mm-hmm. i mean it's fun to use so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's fancy and it's simple right i mean it's one of those italian yeah. like countertop thingies like it's it's not high tech at all but it no. works <laughs> i know i'm anxious to try the ravioli cutter mm-hmm. it's it'll do raviolis so mm-hmm. that'll be an experiment maybe um once yeah. he gets back so <laughs> you're stepping things up ravioli are more difficult yeah, well, we'll see. I, they look really small. Like, yeah, I don't know. They we'll are, they are, but they're really they're they're relatively difficult for pasta because you have to get the filling right. If it's too like too so, uh, like too much liquid or whatever, it just leaks out. Or if the dough is too too thin, it just breaks. If it's too thick, it's like dumplings, as you said, like it's filled dumplings. <laughs> so it, that's more difficult. So you're 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 adventurous. You're trying like jumping. Right, right in there, but it's fun. Well, like it's really fun to, to make. Right now, so. <laughs> no, yeah. it's definitely. I can definitely recommend it. It's fun to make. Like I've made it, and like it's definitely, definitely something. Like 
also very versatile. Like it's something like you can like the same principle, like a filling in a like in the pasta. You can mm -hmm. do like all kinds of different things. Like uh, I mean, Italy there like I don't know how many different kinds of filled pasta variants, but like you can figure out your own versions where it's like I don't know. You could probably combine Mexican like do like a. Like a ta kind of like a taco pasta yeah. thing or something. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could do something like that. Uh, so yeah, it will be for interesting. Sure. I'll, I'll Maybe watch. I'll have to do that Mexican ravioli. Yeah, something like that. I could like I bet that <laughs> that would work somehow. So yeah. like carnitas, but with yeah, carnitas, <laughs> but like ravioli carnitas, something like that. So yeah, I could. I could. Well, you know, we use we use pasta with beef welling to earn. Um, you know, dough with beef Wellington. So mm -hmm. why not with Mexican? It's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So um, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is you mentioned weird food combinations that you have done. And I'm very curious to hear yes. what, what those were. Okay. This will probably gross everybody out. But <laughs> in our family, we always did grilled cheese and put grape jelly on the top of it. Like mm -hmm. on the outside mm -hmm. of okay. the, I okay. think you get that sweet and salty combination, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So yeah. I, I remember uh, Mike, he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, you just have to try it. Trust uh -huh. me. <laughs> I, could, I could definitely see that. Like the very rich, like almost salty grilled cheese with like butter and everything. And then something sweet. On yes. Top. Yeah, I can totally see yeah, that. Yeah, boy, maybe I'll have to have that for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> Should try to find a recipe for that. Uh, let's see. I oh. don't know if anybody else does it. <laughs> like, I literally think my family's the only family in the world <laughs> that does it. Well, if not, then we'll we'll figure something out. We'll put the recipe in the show notes, and then someone else. Well, can try that <laughs> and report back. No, Fortunately, could... it'll be really easy. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, I could I could totally see that. Uh, any any other like weird, disgusting foods? Um, I know a big thing in Ohio they really like to do is um, put chili on top of spaghetti. Like we have a whole mm -hmm. restaurant that does that. Mm. I don't know. I, but I th it's with spaghetti sauce. And chili. So okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That's that's a little bit stranger. I mean, I, I I can definitely see that. I mean, spaghetti is very like forgiving. There's the Italian like bolognese sauce. It's not that different. So yeah, I could definitely see yeah. that. Any other? Maybe some regional weird foods would be a good episode. Oh, like, what what would be a regional weird food for Ohio? I don't know. I don't know if everybody does the the grilled cheese and grape jelly or if it's just us, but that <laughs> definitely came out of Ohio. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know. I think certain yeah. areas, especially yeah. states, are known for different things. So mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah, that is definitely true. We do buckeyes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of Have thinking, you ever heard of the Buckeyes? Like uh, um I think I have, yeah. But like for the for the listeners, yeah, they like, do. Um, can you explain? Okay, it? so in Ohio, of course, it's the Buckeye State, and um, uh, if you've seen a Buckeye, it's dark brown and has a little uh, beige circle on top. They're poisonous; you're not supposed to eat them. Mm -hmm. um, but they like to make mimic of Buckeyes, which is basically peanut butter and dipped in chocolate. So mm -hmm. that's not you know, but. I don't know that anybody else calls them Buckeyes, mm -hmm. so yeah. here we call them Reese peanut butter cups, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I was kind of wondering what the what the Phoenix or Phoenix area version of that would be, or Arizona in general. I think it would be fry bread, to be honest. You think? Yeah, I would say so. What about prickly pear? Prickly pear, yeah. Well, no, well, that's yeah. I don't know. I would don't know whether I would consider that weird. I mean, prickly pear, like lemonade, is like it tastes not, good. Tastes good, yeah. exactly. Margaritas, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what we did. Jelly, picked up prickly pear lemonade <laughs> and then made margaritas out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I miss that. Yeah, I said like I would say fry bread, fry bread yeah. is probably like a more weird thing. I mean, it's 
also not that different, but it's definitely more strange and harder to make. Like it's like you, you get yeah. so much bad fry bread in Phoenix. So you mm. have to know where to go. <laughs> I didn't know about yeah, it well, recently, so <laughs> Well, where's a good place to go? I'll try it sometime um, when everything uh, opens back up. Yeah, there's a fry bread house and I'm trying to remember where that was. But that's basically it's run by like natives. So mm -hmm. they like because it it's a like Native American like traditional thing. So mm -hmm. it is run actually by a family there. Uh, but I have to look it up. Mm. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes um, and then I'll send it to you as well. It's called the Fry Bread <laughs> House. That's all I remember. I mean, it's closed probably by now and, or at least right now. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 It but might like, not. Yeah. Yeah. But we went there once and like that was really good. But it's, it's, mm. it's a strange, definitely a stranger type of food. Like it's not something you would see other places you would expect, like frying bread. Yeah. It's like, kind of strange mm -hmm. i mean i mean yeah it's kind of well i mean donuts are fried too so i was gonna say yeah, yeah donuts okay. are fried bread yeah okay yeah okay i get that yeah but i said i like i was kind of thinking like what would be the arizona version of weird foods <laughs> um i don't know we'll have to think on that the yeah. scorpion suckers are pretty oh, interesting oh that's true yeah yeah i got one like the very, very first touristy time. Yeah, very first time I I came to Arizona, I got one from Werner. So <laughs> I think <laughs> so I gave it away <laughs> when they first came here. Mm, yeah, ours ate them. Uh, no, I gave including it away. the scorpion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't blame you. Nah, I gave it away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're also good on time. Is there any anything you want to share? Anything that came up where you're like, hey, I want to talk about that. I have a last question. Uh, no, but I'm... Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to remember to get those two college cookbooks for you if mm -hmm. I can find them yeah. um, and get you the names of those. Uh, but no, I can't think of anything else. Oh, cool. Um, but I, I just wanted to follow up on the like cooking and Corona thing since that's like a very special thing. Do you think you're going to continue cooking or will you go back to like eating out more? Um. I'm kind of craving being served for a change <laughs> and not oh. having to do a cleanup. Mike could do so, that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he's, <laughs> he's just learning to cook. So that's been an adventure, but he's doing pretty good. Okay. I will um, have to interview him. But <laughs> I think, I do think we're going to have a lot more food. I, um, I've gotten a lot less picky, not in type of food, but what I want to make. Mm -hmm. So I used to be more, you know, I don't want to spend the effort to do this or that. Mm. Now I'm, I'm just whipping stuff up, you know, mm. um, the side. so yeah, like... I can do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of <laughs> nice, you know, we're working from home so mm -hmm. I can run out and grill shrimp on the grill for lunch where mm -hmm. I couldn't really do that at work. So, oh, that's so true, yeah. um, yeah. yeah, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, I think, yeah, it definitely will be. Uh, thing moving forward for us and budget too, you know, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, eating out budget is pretty high, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> yeah, you pay that 400% yeah. markup that like almost every uh -huh. restaurant has to charge you just to make money. And then make sure you tip on that 400% mm -hmm. markup too. Yeah, so, yeah. True. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah, I think we'll have to, yeah. we will have to follow up on that like in a year or two and we'll see. Like, yeah, if I fell the, back to old habits. Well, or or if you have improved your plating skills and now you're the master plater and like have like a I don't know Instagram stream full of I was like gonna awesome say, awesome pictures. Like we'll see, yes, right? <laughs> it'll probably be lots of food. I don't know. I swore <laughs> off. I swore off food porn years ago. Um, <laughs> Might come back. But now I see like I know <laughs> now I see all this bakers and stuff, mm -hmm. and I want to learn that skill. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, we'll follow up on that in a, in a little while. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for doing this. Um, tell, well, thank you. Tell everybody where they can find you if they want to reach out or share their weird stories oh, with you. Their weird states, um, food or whatever. <laughs> well, my Facebook's pretty open. So just facebook.com slash Beth Myers. My Instagram accounts are pitiful. I don't keep up on them like i should um so yeah facebook's probably the best way mm -hmm. all right 
yeah definitely if you have weird weird food uh, from your state also reach out to me uh, you can find everything i do on thepatrice.com and you can find this very podcast on foodieflashback.com or at foodieflashback on Twitter. There's also Twitter, Beth. <laughs> I don't know whether you have one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have an account created. I don't use it. Okay. So. No. it Twitter is terrible a, about uh, Facebook's like my jam. Yeah, Twitter is a weird place anyway, uh, but it's good for promoting things. Um, anyway, uh, if you like, if you have a story to tell, foodie or not, depending also on your definition of a foodie, uh, even if like like Tom, where you like your approach to food is purely functional, um, yeah, if you have if you want to be on the show, uh, then reach out to me on the, either on Twitter or there's a form on foodieflashback.com. Uh, just fill that out or like reach out to me on the many other platforms like you will find me very easy to find and then we'll set something up and yeah with that that's the end of the episode thanks for listening thanks beth again for being here and talk to you next week thanks <laughs>